Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, welcome to lovely part two of our chat with Morgan Rees, comedian extraordinaire. Um, here's part two. If you haven't heard part one, it's on the feed. You've had some kind of bad experiences that I was really shocked to learn about with dating because there was a woman who you told you were bisexual on the date, right? Yes. Yeah, Tell me she more threw, about that. Yeah. She, yeah, she just threw a drink at me. That was when I was back in Bristol. Yeah, it was a bit weird, that one. Again, I... Because she was like, oh, you sleep with men. It's like, oh, so do you. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, it was like, oh, okay, cool. This is just, you know, all that paranoia and fears you have when your closet is, you just go, oh, cool, I was right. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> you just go, oh, cool. I thought thought it was all in my head. It turns out it's actually outside my head as well. It's here. Uh, well, because you, you're in a unique position, I imagine. I don't want to tell you what your situation is. You know. But at least coming out as LGT, you, well, not so much the trans community because they still have to deal with straight people, but like you take refuge in your, in your new place. Whereas you continue to interface with people who really seriously might be homophobic. Yes. Well, gay men could be homophobic. How has that been in general when you have dated a woman as a man, so that woman could be straight or bi herself? But um, what's that been like? Well, it's just been exactly as exemplified by that interaction, to be honest. And that's really? not saying all of them, not, not saying all of them, but um, there are people going, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> it's just like, it's that sort of thing. Cool, 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 cool. And you can see them going, Oh, I wish I knew this before, which I will actually say I'm, I think is great for online dating. Yeah. Is that you can just, you can, the moment I change my dating profile, I'm, I'm not on any of them anymore. When I change Well, because you're from... cleaning up on Instagram. <laughs> There's absolutely no need. Yeah, it's just my phone ran out of space. And <laughs> it's just that and LinkedIn. Uh, so <laughs> once I put bisexual in the bio, it just, it has got rid of all the rid is a horrible word, but it just filters out all the people that wouldn't be comfortable with it. And I do think a lot of people are comfortable with it. A lot of straight women are comfortable with it. Obviously, I can't speak for their experiences at all, but my experiences dating straight women, it has been like a okay, cool. Um, I don't know whether I can give you everything you need, and they just go or would like, and that's a I get it. That's a valid sort of thing, but you sort of just go, well, that's what that's why different relationship structures are out there now, sort of openness, or you know, or I know something a bit uh, just pornography, you know. And do you feel when you're in a relationship with either gender, and I know you're you were saying it's not about gender, but do you feel that you need an outlet? for the other gender for yourself yeah and it doesn't have to be through physical activity aka with another person mm. i think it is all about open, open communication or being honest because yeah. I t i'm from personal experience i can say i i was in one relationship with the other it was i'm in a same-sex relationship at the moment as well and in the previous relationship that was also same-sex they felt very uncomfortable 
that I was bisexual. And I, because I can't give this person what they need, this is this, that, the other. And like, and I get that paranoia, but then when the other person says, it's fine, I, I scratch my itch via either be, you know, masturbation or just thinking about it or this, that, the other. I think you'd be, uh, exactly. And I mean, like, it, as much as we'd love to say, no, no, I'm with you. I, I never think about other people. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be lying to myself if. With the new person I'm on about, uh, on about, I am with. <laughs> well, I was in, I was in Boston, and I was talking to them, and they were saying, "How is it there?" And they just said, "I had to." Bit, I said, "I'm so bisexual out here. Everyone's gorgeous." Yeah, that's funny. Because I know it's a bit, maybe a bit crude, maybe a bit crass, but like when I was in a same-sex relationship, I would look at <laughs> boobs and go, "Oh, what? Never again." Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and it's just about being open and communicative, just going, oh, I, I think I might miss them a bit. <laughs> Them sounds horrible, but you know what I mean? Well, but, missing other sides of yourself. And also what makes me chuckle about what you're describing is like so many things, queerness catalyzes, we're forced to have conversations that everyone should be having anyway, because straight people can also find other people attractive while in their marriage but they have on the whole created this yeah. construction where it's like there's one person and you have to pretend that's the only person you find attractive and I, I remember having this conversation with a therapist about me and finding other people attractive as in like in passing and she was like chris you're married not dead <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you do that's brilliant. You know, you do find people attractive and that is okay. This is, you know, a long, long time ago and I have you know, it's, it's that's not a new idea to me. But yeah, it's uh whether that's because you're finding people the same sex or the different sex to the person you're with is a moot point really, isn't it? Yeah, I think now it's just be honest with it because I think it is 2023. And like you said, it's sort of like we're in a relationship now at the moment. We've just gone, at some point, we'll be open. We're at that stage where it's like exclusive now. Yes. But there's that sort of whole different thing sacred. That sexual exclusivity isn't something that mm. is the most precious thing ever. No one else must touch it. It's like what's sacred to us is trust being there for the other person, us being each other's priority, this, that, yeah. the other. And aka, that's what can allow, not allow, uh, can accommodate being bisexual really well yes yes yeah and and did you say that you you've been in same-sex relationships where the man who you're dating has found your bisexuality threatening because they can't give you what you need yes that's really interesting but how do you deal with the other end of the spectrum which is the gay community can certainly fetishize straightness in men and have you found you've experienced that as well yeah, when I first experienced it, I did have a problem with it. <laughs> and then, you didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that's what they were doing. Right, right, right. And then after a little while, you sort of just you go, oh, okay, this feels a bit uncomfortable. Like the people, the people would go, oh, I flipped that is a nice, like, I flipped a hetero. You just go, no, 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 no. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, yeah like I, I, like it's things. I was talking to a friend, and they asked the friend, and they they called me an ordinary, ordinary straight. And right. I just went, I went, oh, I don't like that. No. It, it's, uh, again, just by erasure. So yeah, yeah. I get it from all that. I get it from straight, straight people. I get it from within the community as well. Less and less so, I would say, the, the erasure happens. Mm -hmm. It does sting more when it comes from within the community. Yes. And less and less so, do you think, because people on the whole know that 
you're by. And I know it sounds like I'm, I'd be pedantic or maybe a bit the cruel is the wrong word, but I do, when people call me gay, I do pick them up on it. Mm-hmm. So I go, no, I'm bisexual. Yes. I, d- I used to host this podcast with Alan Cumming and um, he used to do the same to me. I mean, he would call me out for lumping together bi men and gay men. Yeah. Like, That's different. And I'd be like, oh yeah, whoops. Talk to me a bit about growing up in Wales because, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast about growing up queer in rural areas and how that has different specifics not i'm not i'm deliberately not saying challenges because i don't want to be reductive um and actually loads of people we've spoken to have told us the opposite you know but what was it like for you so i think if we're talking about the area i I try and divide area family and circumstances so Mm -hmm. area just nothing queer there just nothing and if so you'd have to go because i grew up in the valleys just down the road in a place called quaker's yard obviously nothing there there's two pubs mm-hmm. and it's that sort of that, that sort of town that classic weirdly town, neither of them gay yeah weirdly <laughs> so yeah no it wasn't gay on that. tuesdays <laughs> you know that sort of thing yeah it, but and if you want to do something queer, and again, I was I was closeted at this time. I knew, I knew. I thought, maybe, oh, I did that classic thing of no, I just attracted to the male form. Which I attracted to it loads. Oh wow! <laughs> um, okay, that's that one. Just oh, I used to, oh, I used to tell myself everything other than you like men, right? I was, whatever nonsense where you could reword it. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I find it so difficult. Like I couldn't say it. I couldn't even say it to myself. I had to practice writing it down. Really? Yeah. Before I could say it to myself, it was. It was yeah. God. Yeah. It was odd. So the area just desolate. Nothing queer. And if so, you'd have to go down to Cardiff. And if it was in Cardiff, you have to go down a side street where it smelled of piss. You know, it was like. Isn't it? It's always, it, inherently, you just make that sort of association of oh, it's hidden. It's di- it's dirty. Yes. Yes. Totally. And then also with my family, obviously I've spoken about that uh, comment from my mum, who has been very, very apologetic since, again, I think it was a moment of miscalculation and ill judgment. Yeah. Um, but the, I grew up with queer people in my family, but no one would say they were. They were. Oh, interesting. That's your uncle's mate. That's your, that's your auntie's friend. That's your cousin's. Yeah, right. they're just cousins. They're roommates. No one would say it. And they wouldn't say it, which now I actually, I kind of ish. Do I have a bone to pick with them about that? I don't know if now I say that out loud. But ache, it was what, what my old show was about is the fact that my family wouldn't wouldn't mention people were not straight. The not straight people would mention wouldn't say they were not straight. Mm, so I, just, I, I and I grew up just going. That. I just went. I grew up going. What you can't? The family said you can't. This is clear. Right. You just you know a child is learned behaviour. Yes. You know, and you just go. Everybody is saying, do not be you yeah and uh yeah just it just it just tore me up and i grew up in a working class family as well just my man that worked you know valleys that sort of thing and i would like make this distinction when i say working class i didn't grow up in the sort of working class where i was trapped in that cycle of it it was you know we didn't have a lot but my mum sort of moved to an area where you know i appreciate my privileges as well we moved to like a bit of a middle class area and why you know this sort of places i could i did have that social mobility in the end but i didn't mm. initially grow up with it mm-hmm. um and even then when i moved from the valleys down to the cardiff you know still nothing went lived in pentuch door pentuch but uh again just nothing 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 secret 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 
mm-hmm. and everything that was queer was associated with dirty or kinky or this, that, the other. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Although you went out, were you like hooking up with people and stuff? No, didn't hook up with anyone until I was about 22, 23. I had a big breakup. And right. I just went, well, give this a go. Give this a go. So spoke to someone online, went to Western Supermare as far away as possible. That's always <laughs> the tactic, isn't it? Disappear. <laughs> yeah. And then on. it was, it was like, I do remember meeting up with this guy, and obviously it was just, I, I kissed and had sex with the guy at the same time, <laughs> in the same evening. <laughs> in the same 14 seconds. Yeah, and you just go, of course. And then I do remember instantly walking up, going, yeah, you, you, you like those, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously yeah. since then, I'm, just, I'm, I'm attracted to everybody, you know, gender non-specific, every, everybody. Yes, but the, the sort of realisation of how much denial you've been in is always a funny moment isn't it i find myself to have a huge capacity for denial because i have lived in denial before you know what i mean and i'll be like yeah i'm doing that thing again yes absolutely i am living in denial that i have ibs totally (laughs) interesting (laughs) that's the only other than that i am living a pretty uh non-denial life (laughs) (laughs) my authenticity around ibs is low but aside from that (laughs) Take me as you find me. Have you tried aloe vera? No. You've got to take aloe vera. Okay, aloe vera juice. It soothes. It soothes your intestines. Very good. Okay. Well, I think. I think it's because I'm addicted to garlic. Are you? Yeah. Oh God, I love garlic. What? I adore garlic. Raw or cooked or everything. Everything. Interesting. I whatever. I can't smell. So I. I, I love things with strong. I, I love things with strong flavors. You can't smell. It can't smell, no. I have a re- well, it's really, really diminished. So I can only get things that are strong or if it's right up there. And was that, <laughs> so to speak, was that, is that like a COVID thing? No, no, it's a, it's a bit of a sad story. I got assaulted when I was a child and oh, it just busted, it just busted up my face. So, um, yeah, I was just walking home. Uh, people mistook me for someone else. Uh, yeah, but, but just, I was just a little, little kid, me. I was only a child. And uh, I just sort of I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so I just had to like crawl to the nearest house. But anyway, oh I, that's why I lo- that's why I lost my sense of smell. So now flavors are really important to me. And that's why I adore food. I'm a big foodie. It's my love language. Some people have acts of service. Some people have words of affirmation. Mine is curry. <laughs> <laughs> for you to do it for someone else, or for someone to do it for you, though. I, I, I'm I'm a real giver. You know, 
uh, when it comes to cooking, I should say, yeah, I'm a real, I'm a real giver. The ritual of it, you can do it with other people. It's a real fun thing to do with people. Come over. Some people might hate it. Like, hey, come over. We can we can chop it together. Like I'll do the meat, you do the veg. I find cooking such a group activity. I think it can be so good. And how? So how do you feel? How old are you now? Twenty nine. But I was thinking about what you're talking about, cooking and doing that. And then when you become a successful comedian, yeah. you end up being on the road all the time and life is very itinerant and stuff. How do you handle that, being on tour? Because you can't make a curry in a travel lodge. <laughs> I handle it awfully. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I handle it absolutely horrifically. <laughs> haven't got the balance, don't know how to do it. And I've been doing it for years. So I know for me, it's... I tell you what, it's because I'm the driver as well. I drive. Mm-hmm. So I Big would... mistake. I always tell people I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, next tour, I might, I might have to fib. But it Honestly, is... someone said this thing yesterday. So one, always lie. And two, this other, someone said this thing yesterday, which is problematic, but also funny. They said, whenever you start a new job, without question, you have four alive grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant no negotiation <laughs> just say that and i was like fucking great idea that um, is superb yes anyway go on sorry so you're the driver and so aka i just try and make sure i exercise diet i mean like when I, I hate the word diet but what i am eating mm. being conscious of that that's out the window that's not happening it's, anymore yeah. that's and then something about my my appetite changes from being in the car being in the car and outside the car i'm a different person Mm-hmm. I've never been outside the car and gone, I would kill for eight pork pies. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I, there's something about being in the car. A lot of times I will drive to KFC to get the chicken tenders and then drive to the McDonald's opposite to get my other section of the meal. Which would um, be? Which would be then, it's dependent, I would need something beef related then. So then uh-huh. it would just be a triple cheeseburger. Uh-huh. and uh, large fries, Diet Coke, so I'm looking after myself, and <laughs> then uh, Cheesy Twists or whatever they're called. <laughs> oh, I don't even know them. I've been I've been in Australia, so I've been doing Hungry Jack's, which is the Australian Burger King. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm-mm. So that is a whole... They have the best chips in the world. It's like each one has a little like heater installed in it because even <laughs> after 10 minutes, they're still hot. Like It is the best. But I find that in the car. like It's not like... I don't crave meat and stuff. It's like sweets. It's like I want like Maltesers, Haribo. Yep. And when you're... like, I can so relate because when I am filming, it's the same. Like You're always traveling. You're always going somewhere. And you ca- it's actually impossible to eat healthily on the road that's the truth you can have like a banana and one of those like a bag of nuts but fundamentally there's ham and cheese toasties available yeah i know i got i got addicted to so many things i got and i've gone through waves of being addicted to different road snacks i've gone through every flavor of hula hoop i used to be addicted to double deckers they they were bad there was a bad that was a bad time the double decker era (laughs) <laughs> but do you worry about that being in your future? Like the fact that you are so itinerant or do you just go, oh, well, whatever? I work around it now. So e.g. if I, I know I'm going to be a pig in the car and I hate the idea of there's no such thing as healthy or unhealthy food. There's just yeah. nutrient sense food and there's nutrient rich food. And either or, just move your body, be good to yourself, be kind to yourself. But mm. it, sometimes I do know you just go, well, you might be a bit 
binge worthy in the car so just be a bit good either side of it and that's right. and that's got me fine and one last thing i want to ask you about morgan because you need to get back to this good work you're doing rather than just <laughs> yakking with me <laughs> you talk a bit about body image on instagram and i really like that oh cheers yeah How's that come about? Just your classic case of always struggled with it. Right. Interesting. <laughs> I've been born without a metabolism, it would seem. And <laughs> it was, I've been all shapes and sizes other than thin. But, uh, <laughs> but and I really struggled with it. And I struggled with it when I was, again, heavy quotation marks straight and before. Because yeah. I, I was, again, I, was a rug, I played rugby. And it is now, again, like how I was speaking about food, I th- I grew up again in a family of, that's unhealthy, that's unhealthy, like oh, sweets, really? that's unhealthy. You, so no sweets, no, no pop, no this, that, the other. I, you know, you're just taught that this is good food, this is evil food. And, and again, now just sort of just coming out, I was at hard cock life, mm. you know, the other week. And then I was at Adonis, the, the nightclub and raves. And it was, don't get me wrong, is it people there that were just insanely ripped? You just go, yeah, of course they are. But it was so great just seeing other bodies being just mm. dancing, moving, feeling sexy. And I do feel like that, that because, and again, I'm rubbish for it as well. I've had the amount of people go, oh, I love your belly. And you go, and you go, oh, do you? Because I don't. Uh, yeah. but, I'm, but now, uh, okay, how do I come about body image? It is, I, rain, I put it out there because I'm not a minus 5% body fat gay. Mm. you know <laughs> you know those those muscle men and i just want to put i know it sounds like i get nice comments but i do like to just put that body out there with a big smile on my face and do you i mean it's it's complicated listening to you speaking about it because i'm like fuck if if morgan's got body issues what hope have we all got because you know you are a, a you look amazing like you really do and it's interesting i mean it, it sort of sounds like you sort of feel like you're putting it out there in this kind of like love me for my curves and I'm like oh okay you know like do you put it out there because it helps you feel better about something you feel is inadequate or do you put it out there because you feel great about it I tell you what a little bit from column A a little bit from column B I right. do it does make me feel better going here I am here it is but I'm not like going right you know, so I won't eat and I'll take that photo first thing in the morning after working out you just right. go no I've had a big old double KFC <laughs> let's just let's just let's chuck that body out there because I want I do want people to know there's other bodies out there and I feel really confident and sexy in it yes and oh, also that's really, amazing. I was saying about like Morgan has body image is that classic case of you're hyper paranoid and aware of a tiny thing that no one else sees yeah like for, for me it's my it's my belly and my and my hips for some mm-hmm. reason in my head i'm jabber the hut <laughs> right interesting but, but obviously but now i'm older now i'm more confident more i've tackled it in therapy is i i'm big cbt uh, it was a man- anger management thing yeah. if i catch myself saying something that is self-destructive unfair unfounded i can catch it earlier interesting so that, that that's why i would say i'm very body like i'm wearing mesh all tonight my outfit for tonight's all mesh i love those outfits and <laughs> you did cbt for anger management you said yes your own anger yeah my own anger i grew up in a family that didn't talk it's easier to be oh. mad than sad um mm-hmm. i don't think boys are taught how to say how they feel or given the language to say how they feel yeah 
I think very much therapy can distill down to, I would go to a paid professional. I would go for an hour. They go, I think you meant the word suffocated. You're, that's the one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And do how does your anger manifest? It's now, I've never taken out on other people. If things like just punching walls, kicking, the amount of bins I've fucking bought, the amount <laughs> of bins I've kicked through. I, I remember one time I, I messed up my tax return and I just snapped 50 pens. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I talk, I'm trying to try and talk about it on stage and some of it's worked, but it's also, I haven't quite got it yet that right. people can laugh at me being angry because I think they just go, oh no, that's an unwell man. Right, so right. <laughs> but, but that's that's the that's the joy of comedy is the fact they go i know i'm past it i'm fine now but it's like how do i make you feel comfortable yes. laughing at essentially a mental illness but um uh, yeah so that's how it would manifest i would snap things i would screw i used to drive around bristol and i would just grip steering wheel and scream the amount of m32s i've done wow wow <laughs> that's so interesting and you feel like that's changed though because of cbt cbt I journal every single day. Okay. I do a gratitude journal, and a lot of t- a lot of times I'm I am just on thesaurus dot com trying to find out how I feel. I know it sounds madness. It sounds like oh, a robot. Wow. No, I think that's amazing because we aren't taught to name what's going on for us at all. Do you know what I found really useful is because we, me and my husband, have had a baby. I ended up following loads of like kids stuff on Instagram of like you know a broad spectrum. Some of them. A little bit annoying, if I'm honest. Of people talking about like how to raise your kids, and I'm like, tons of this stuff is really useful for adults, like naming your feelings and all of that, you know. And like, yeah, how are you feeling? Can you articulate how you're feeling from a queer perspective? I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of us don't have rage in the same way, yeah. and and but that rage goes somewhere. And actually, in therapy. I have been asked a lot about where is your rage, where is your anger, and where does it go? Because I'm not a particularly angry person. Like I would, I've never kicked a wall or punched a wall. Yeah, <laughs> kicked a bin, punched a wall. That's how you do it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love but, to see the other. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. Ow! Kicking a wall and punching a bin. <laughs> <laughs> but it does go somewhere, you know. And and you're at, and where's that going? And it's still. You're still, it's like swallowing a grenade, do you know what I mean? You've got to try and let yeah. it out in a more, and I run. That's the how I sort of keep on top of the fierier side of myself. Yeah. You, must look, you must look bonkers running then. <laughs> Just fear, <laughs> furious. <laughs> it's really like preemptive. If I run a lot, then I'm cool. This doctor said to me once, the thing is, Chris, you're someone who just needs to like do a lot and then you'll be fine. If you're constrained, you'll go mad. So just do more. And I found, I actually found that really helpful. Oh, no, I totally resonate with that. Morgan, this has been so wonderful. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. It's a great podcast. Oh, thanks. It's been a real pleasure. You are absolutely brilliant. I'm going to come to your London show. Yeah, yeah. I've got, and then I've got a big tour next year. Oh, great. When does it start? Uh, May and June. So a little exclusive because we haven't properly announced it. <gasps> but uh, if you join the mailing list, I'm banging on about the mailing list on my Instagram. Oh, so I've seen join... that, yeah. <laughs> and talking about your calendar. Yeah, so if you join the mailing list, you get a free calendar on, that you can print out of me in November. That's so exciting. Morgan, <laughs> thank you. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Hmm. I love Morgan. Thanks for that, Morgan. 
We've got some great episodes coming up, people. On Monday, we're going to be chatting with two members of TRUK FC, Europe's first all-trans male football team, about how we make football inclusive and their plans for the future. So that's very exciting. That's coming up. In the meantime, hello at homosapienspodcast.com. You've got to get in touch. We're nothing without you. At homosapiens on Instagram and uh, what's the other one? Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. That's the email. Old school. Did I say that already? Can't remember. Now, I'm going to go and... Um, take my uh, minoxidil and just watch all this hair sprout out my head. Can't wait. Bye now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.